history of Nelson Ediago. Be stirred as you listen. Are you ready for today's meeting? I can't hear you. Are you ready for today's meeting? Alright, so I know that for some of us, this is probably your first supernatural class. If this is your first supernatural class, give Jesus a wiper. Wait, before you scream, wait first. Give Jesus a wiper. Wait, don't scream yet. Drop your hand. Now, listen. You see, when it comes to the flow of the Spirit, Paul speaking, Paul basically tells us in 1 Corinthians 14. He said the Spirit of the prophet is what? Subject to the prophet. Is it 14 or 12? said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet what he basically means is as mighty as the spirit is it gives an example of a faucet so you so the human will is like a faucet you can open it and you can what close it are you guys with me at all you can open it and you can what close it what that basically tells us is this Paul is basically saying that if the prophet is prophesying, the spirit of God is mighty upon him. You guys here like this. I cannot see you except I come here. Because the light is in my eyes like this. God, be nice to see you. Alright. So, the, as mighty as the spirit is, it's like a faucet that is to be open and to be shut. So, we give flow to the spirit of God. Listen, in a meeting, you can decide that the Holy Ghost will not flow in your direction. Are you with me? Because the Spirit of God is not a demon. And even demon spirits, a door has to be opened for them to function through. And then when they, when they go in, they now begin to mess the entire place up. But because a door has to be opened first, so also with the Holy Ghost, you can decide. Because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. I mean, look at the mightiest demonstration of God's power, salvation. I mean, the Bible tells us that, the Bible basically explains to us that the greatest demonstration of God's power was in raising Jesus from the dead. Are you guys with me, please? Yes, sir. If you don't respond, we'll end fast. Are you with me? Yes, sir. The greatest demonstration of God's power was in raising Jesus from the dead. Right? So, we see mighty walking things in the Old Testament. We see the walls of Jericho sink. We see even the dead come back to life. But do you know the interesting thing about the dead being raised in the Old Testament? They still died. The Bible tells us about um, Lazarus. I think one account says that when Lazarus rose from the dead, they wanted to kill him again. Ephesians 1. This is not part of my notes. I know it sounds like a modest thing pastors say, but I'm serious. It's not part of my notes. Ephesians 1. Arato Sabela Kabadia Granat. Telemone Kapataya. Telebotro Kivenakasush. Ephesians 1. Look at verse 19. Let me start from verse 18 so you get the context. It says, The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, one who believe. 
Guys, is your Bible borrowed or is it open? To us what? Who do what? He said, according to the what? Walking of his mighty power, which he what? Rough in Christ. It means that this mighty power, he demonstrated it where? He demonstrated it where? He demonstrated it in Christ. Right? When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. So Paul is basically saying that I hope your eyes will open so that you will see, he didn't just say greatness. Listen, imagine the power of God on his own. Right? And then he now says the exceeding or better still, imagine the power of God. Then imagine what is now qualified as the great power of God. Then imagine what is now qualified by the exceeding greatness of his power. He said, to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ. In Christ was a demonstration of power. Listen, in the raising of Jesus from the dead was not just a, resor- was not just a demonstration of power. It was a demonstration of an exceeding great power. Guys, are you with me? And the Bible lets us understand that he did not just, this is the great difference between the gospels and the epistles. In the epistles, when Jesus rose from the dead, they saw one man rise. But in the, epi- in, in the epistles, by the eyes of revelation, when we see that Jesus re- rose from the dead, we don't just see his resurrection, we see our own. Are you guys with me? We see our own. So, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was a great demonstration of God's power. So that power was demonstrated to us world who believe. Praise the living Jesus. Demonstrated to us world who believe. So, the, the parting of the Red Sea as mighty and powerful as it is, it is not the exceeding greatness of God's power. See, let me just quickly say this. Child of God, I know you are praying for the mantle of Elijah. But Elijah wants to be like you. Elijah wants to be like you, and I'll tell you why. The Bible says the prophets search for those things. First Peter. Hey, these are not my notes. Is this second Peter now? Okay, yes, I got it. I, I know Bible. First Peter. Look at this. First Peter chapter 1, verse. Let's start from verse 8. He said, Whom have not seen ye love? In whom though ye see him not, yet believe, ye rejoicing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Look at verse 9. It says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ who was in them did signify and testify beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that you follow. Look at 12. It says, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels do desire to look into. Listen. What that basically tells us is the prophets prophesied about the glories of Christ that should follow. But they did not partake of those things. Their job was to, they searched and they wanted to see what is this glory that was coming. 
but the greatness of that glory was demonstrated in Christ. It was revealed to us in the gospel by those who preached the gospel to us. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, of all that was born of women, of all the prophets, none was greater than John the Baptist. He said, but the least in the kingdom is greater than John. In the eyes of God, right, it is who sees better that is better. Guys, are you with me? Because if you see better, you will do better. You know that if you see anything, you see anyhow, you will do anyhow. That's how it is. If you see the word clearly, you will do clearly. So also, I mean, um, what's his name? If we said John did any, John the Baptist, if John did any miracle, the miracle John did was they used his head to give somebody half of the kingdom. <laughs> he did nothing else. That verse should tell you something. Fear women. Anyways, so <laughs> they used his head to fulfill a promise. He did no miracle. But Elijah did, he did, I mean, he, I mean, he called down fire and suyarized 153 men at three different instances. An angel had to come and say, fear not, go now. <laughs> but yet, John was better than, why was John better than Elijah? Elijah? why simple john was better than him because john is the one of all the prophets that was closest and he was the one that announced the coming of the messiah so the least in the kingdom is greater than john why are you taking yourself why are you doing throwback challenge in the reverse throwback challenge is supposed to be from the worse to the better right so but now you are going from the better to worse elijah that you are better than you want to be like him you are looking for his mantle what's wrong with you elijah did not have the spirit within you do you do all these things the prophet spoke about and sought to inquire about but those are the things that are in your spirit you have partaken of the glories that should follow the Bible speaking in Hebrews 11, he said, Elijah, they did all those mighty things, you know, but they did not renounce their faith, basically, standing as an example for us. Please, the spirits of just men made perfect does not mean you will see Kenneth Hagin in your room. Somebody is angry, I don't care. That's not what it means. The spirit of just men made perfect does not mean that as we are here, Idausa is here. Boroluwa. Are you that's not what it means it does not mean that as we gather a.a. allen is here looking at us feeling like wow such a fine suit no no the spirits of just men made perfect right he's basically talking of um, even when you read that hebrews 11 he was basically talking about men who have gone before us and suffered many things and they did not recant on their faith so they are an example for us because there's a way we can stretch this thing. We are going to be entering um, necrolactery. We are going to be divining and want to be seeing dead people. Are you now saying that's exactly what I'm saying? Exactly. Amen. Somebody is angry. But I've had a motor reset. I will make a shirt one time. I have cancelled myself. Praise Jesus. So the Bible speaking of Elijah, he said, This all, this is not even my note. He said, This all died not having received the promise. 
that should tell you that Elijah did not go to heaven. He died. He said, this all did what? Died. Not having what? Received. The, I'm just seeing TEC. Anyways, this all died. Not having received the promise. So, Elijah, as mighty as the things that he did, Moses, as mighty, he did not receive the promise. If Moses had an opportunity, he would want to be like you. Even the angels are looking into these matters. The problem is we are fleshy. So we like spectacular. We like things that are spooky. If it's not vibrating, it's not making sense. And that's why you need to see from the lens of God. You need to come up here. Don't you see that even miracles, they are called signs because they point to something that are deeper than themselves. Because a time is coming where there will no need for the sick to be healed. Because in that place, there will be no sick. I don't know if you know this song. We will meet in the golden city in the new Jerusalem where all our tears and all our pains will be no more. We will stand with the host of heaven and cry, Holy is the Lamb. We will worship and adore you forevermore. Are you telling me something? Okay. We will meet in the golden city in the new Jerusalem where all our tears and all our pains will be no more. We will stand with the host of heaven and cry, Holy we will worship and adore forevermore. I know some of you are thinking, if Jesus comes now, will I go to heaven as I'm singing this song? See, have you believed in the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose again? Have you put your trust in him like you put your trust in a parachute? If you have done that, then you need to ask yourself, if you were in boarding school and your mom comes, comes to school to pick her child, who else is she coming for? This is not my note. First Thessalonians 5. Are you with me now? I'm sure Tony is laughing as I'm saying all these things. Is it First Thessalonians? Let me see. Okay, yes. I know this Bible. Hey God. Hey God. Look at it. First Thessalonians 5. Look from verse Anakua. Let's read from verse 1. He said, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a what? A lot of people stopped their reading here. They didn't go on. Let's read on. Look at this. He said, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Look at what did he say next? Did he read, it, read the next three words? Do you see that? He said, But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day shall overtake you as a thief. Why? Verse 5. But ye all, you are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us be so. Because we know the day is coming and we are not in darkness. Because we are expecting his coming. His coming will not be like a thief in the night for us that have believed. 
the day will be like a thief in the night for those that are not looking forward to his coming we will meet in the golden city in the new Jerusalem where all our tears and all our pains will be no more we will stand with the host of heaven and cry holy is the Lamb worship and adore forevermore. See, the coming of Jesus is not a shock to the child of God. Amen. Anyways, Elijah wants to be like you. Elijah wants to be like you. Stop trying to be like him. Stop searching after his mantle. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Are you upset? No, I don't care. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. Alright. Now my sermon. <laughs> you know, Bishop Oedipo used to do that. He will not talk, talk. He will not say, Engaging the wonders of praise. We are like, what have we been doing since? <laughs> Maybe that was necessary for somebody. Maybe you, are, you have been afraid. Oh God, when will you come? When you come, when you come to call your people, remember me, daddy. Remember me, daddy. When you come to call your people, remember me, Jesus. Hey, whoa, listen. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. You are the one that he made righteous. He's coming for you. Praise God. You know, when I went to preach in Unilag, how many of you from here are from Unilag? Wave. Give Jesus a wiper. Wave, wave. Are you guys embarrassed about your school? Wave now. Give Jesus a wiper. All right. So when I went to preach in Unilag, right, I, went to, I, went, I partnered to hold one special meeting with uh, the, the Upper Room Fellowship. So when I preached on the gospel, people were just looking at me like this. See, if you don't preach on the gospel and they, are, and they are not, if you preach on the gospel and they are not looking at you like this, you are not preaching it well. When you now finish and then they now, especially people that have been in church all their lives, they now say, so, what of if somebody now continues to sin? If they don't ask that question, you have not preached it well. You have not preached it well. Or if somebody does not try to bring balance, you have not hit it. Praise God. So I preached and everybody was looking at me. And do you know the thing? You know, the host was telling me that there was a lady who was at that meeting. She met her after and she was so sad as soon as I started to speak. And then she was like, she was like, so are you telling me I've been in church all this while? And, or better still, she was saying, I don't even know if I'm born again. According to, because of what she was hearing me say. She doesn't know if, if she was born again. And then she was saying, do you believe everything pastor said? She said, yes, then you are saved. You know, um, one of Pastor Ryan's friends went somewhere to preach, and then he finished preaching. He preached on the gospel and left. A woman in, that was in her 70s or her 80s dragged him aside. He said, Wait, so are you telling me that if I did not hear this thing you, are, you were saying and I died, my eternity was not secure, more or less? He didn't know how to answer because the woman said it was in tears. She had been like, I'd been in church for 50 years. And this is what happens when we are chasing shadows. Chasing shadows. 
chasing shadows. I put it on Twitter and I said the church's responsibility is not national transformation. Come and see hot takes. Come and see hot takes. I will still say it again. Our job is not to build borehole. National transformation is not the church's responsibility. That's not why we are here. We are not redeemed to make Nigeria a better place. As a matter of fact, biblical prophecy tells us the world will keep getting worse till Jesus comes. Somebody is now saying, what of Nehemiah? Nehemiah did not build a country. He built a wall. One guy came and he was telling me, he said, you see, um, this is what happened. Somebody now said, you are an ignoramus in Jesus' name. I laughed. I said, if I now reply, if I be a man of God, maybe I'll be wicked. I'll be wicked. One guy wrote, uh, the tag, pastor. I said, it's not a tag, it's an ordination. Behave yourself. You know, in our generation, everything is cruise. <laughs> everything is cruise. So, see, it's when we are chasing shadows. We are doing seven Sundays of entrepreneurial success. Seven. Seven Sundays. Seven divided by 52. That be 52 divided by seven is what? Huh? Seven. 52 divided by seven. Seven remainder three. So you have used like one, you have used like how many? One seventh of the Sundays in a year to preach on entrepreneurial success. I was watching, I, I stumbled on a man of God. I cannot watch him in Jesus' name. I stumbled on him. I don't think he's a man of God. I stumbled on the guy's page. Those of you who know me know I'm a person of honor. For me to say this is serious. I stumbled on his page. He said, How are you doing? He said, Today I'm going to be preaching on strategy systems for national transformation. I said, You are a clown. National transformation. What Bible verse will you start? Will you start with? Nehemiah built a wall. Are you building a wall? Do you think this is China? Somebody said, He said, In 2022, raising the lame. He says it's not about any free. You are very stupid. He says it's not about any freaking sick. Hey God. Hey God. Hey God. He's paining me. So the one who sent us out with science is a fool, Abi. I've heard people say that my I think it's important I stay on this before we enter our message because I really believe this is an enlisting meeting. It's important I stay on this. Listen to me, child of God. Listen. Listen. Ezekiel, can you give me volume on this mic so if I shout, it will enter their heart. Thank you. See, it is important that we know what we are doing. Everybody that was talking, I said, okay, can you give me a Bible verse that, that clearly tells us that Jesus sent us to transform the nations politically? Of course, we're supposed to influence culture. That's different. That's different. That's why people now begin to say, you are giving tithe. When, what did, why is it? You know, I was with a boat guy, and then he was saying, this church is here. Why can't they fix this road? Are they your government? Did you elect them into power? People are giving for the work of ministry. Yet you, yet, yet you want them to use money people gave for the work of ministry to do road. And you are the same person that is shouting that the government is misappropriating funds. Are you not the same person that is saying the same thing? You are just shifting goalposts every time. Somebody wants to give 10%. You see, 
you say, and what of feeding the poor? You that you have the you are you have had hundred percent. How many poor have you fed? See, we must be vocal. We must be vocal. Once God has said, "Forgive my friends," you are like anybody. Are you women now? Are you aware that the woman of the year was a man? Okay. Are you aware that the best female swimmer was a man? Kylie Jenner, one year of being a woman, she was woman of the year. At that time, you were probably already in 1920. You had been a woman for 20 years, but you were not woman of the year. See, biologically speaking, I think I saw this statistic somewhere. 1,500 of the top uh, male, 1,500 of the top male um, lawn tennis players, each of them could beat Serena Williams, hands down. Because psychologically, they are built with, like they have a bigger heart, they can breathe properly, they can take all the um, density and pressure that comes with the sport. Biologically speaking, so what if one of them just decides to be a woman and win? We live in a world where truth is offensive to everybody. Male and female made he them. Nobody has the monopoly of truth. Nobody. Nobody has the monopoly of truth. Everybody is sensitive. Everybody is touchy. Calm down. Let's have conversations. Relax. If I don't agree with you, it does not mean I'm intolerant. It just means I don't agree with you. Don't let anybody bully us into the backside. He say, well, I mean, they make you feel foolish for the fact that you are a believer and you don't have sex. I put up online, I said, stop dating people that all they can offer you is sex. And somebody now said, well, date people that all they can offer you is, um, Zika, what's happening? They said, date people that all they can offer you is murder instead Abby. I said why do you have to pick one over the other oh yeah date somebody that they are free you sex but let them kill you too now since that's what is hungry you see child of God we must shout are you aware that this is the world your children we grew up in they are putting it in movies I can't hear myself oh. They are putting it in movies. They are putting it in um, cartoons. They are putting it in books. They are teaching it like you have to choose your gender. My nephew came back from the US and then we're having a conversation and then he was telling me that, okay, no, no, no. He was telling me that, um, you know, I said, so your Christian faith, you know, you're Catholic. And then he was saying that, oh, you know, when he was in, um, hey God, is it capable of giving somebody else this mic? Because he's lacking. Anyways, he said, he said, you guys, he said, oh, they teach them about all religions. You know, he said at some point he was even considering Islam and Sikhism. I said, my brother, sit down. <laughs> sit down. I said, let me tell you why I'm a Christian. Jesus rose from the dead. These are the evidences. Pa, pa, historical evidence. These are the, I mean, I listed it out. I did ADC, impromptu ADC for him. I listed everything and he now said, wow, what you are saying makes sense. I said, you didn't want me. <laughs> Must make sense. He said, I call a joke to you. 
He said, the man, he said, oh, I, I get it now. You have to, my dear. See, well, what we are talking about is life and death. A lot of people have grown up in church, but they don't know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. Do, do you know how sad it is that a lot of people were still buying into mommy Jiho? I can't call her Jiho. Some people were actually buying it. Somebody now said religion is a funny thing. All of us might be laughing, but she might be correct. I said, no, dear. And when you put up something on Twitter, they now say, eh, pastor of the world. See, if you put it up, I will put it up again. I will put another one. I think I want to be doing like, that bishop's video it should be my alarm every morning. Once it's in the morning, you just wake up. When you insult me, it's a booster. It means that what I'm doing is paining you. Because you didn't buy data for me, you didn't buy phone for me. I should not be quiet because of you. If you want to go to hell, go alone. It's let those that want to follow me, follow me. Don't stress me. Amen. Child of God, you must wake up. Maximizing impartations. Let me start like this. Increase the volume, um, Victor. Sorry, my cousin, not my nephew. And my nephew, he cannot even consider it. When I went to PBC, when I went to my brother's place, cousin, not nephew, I went to my brother's place. So they had, they went out. They said I should carry him. When I, my brother is not watching this. When I carry him, I lay hands. On, I said, "You will serve my God. You will serve my God." The boy was then. He was eight months, six months. So he's just there like this. I said, "You will love Jesus. <laughs> you will love Jesus, oh." You cannot come. You say, Uncle, I'm really, there's a way I'm feeling inside. I say, You devil of darkness, let him go. Ah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Quickly, what is an impartation? An impartation is a transference or communication of spiritual possibilities, either fresh or access to a heightened measure, and usually by the laying on of hands. Let me say that again. An impartation is a transference or, or communication of spiritual possibilities either fresh or in a heightened measure usually by the laying on of hands that's what an impartation is I'm trying to see how to run through this so we'll have time to pray but before I go into that let me, let me backtrack and explain this first listen, see child of God Spirituals must be explained. If we don't have a, a defense for what we believe and the spooky things that we see, listen, the Christian faith is logical and can be logically defended. Are you guys with me? Yes, I said that defended. I just remember prophets are spiritual territorial commander. They are heavily, not heavily, heavily defended. Anyway, see that man people may not like him oh, but if you talk about Christianity in Nigeria and outside Nigeria let's pray oh. if the Lord takes Bishop today I don't know who will enter his shoes oh. so while we are attacking all these men I say they don't really know much calm down <laughs> amen he that has an ear anyways um 
spiritual things must be explained intelligently i said christianity is a logical faith right christianity is a logical faith but um there are aspects of our faith that are, that cannot be explained logically for example how do you explain somebody has cancer you lay hands on the person the cancer goes there is no medical prescription that is human touch are you guys with me at all guys here are you guys with me there is no way there is no human prescription that is human touch yet we must be able to put a system to why does healings exist today what is the defense for healing today you see because we are charismatics and we tend to flow with the spirit and we enjoy a lot of these things we if we don't have a defense for these things we will be loose cannons can I again say this? He said, "You are. We are regulated by the word and motivated by the spirit." You, um, how did DB put this in Abuja? Now he said, "The word without the spirit, you will swell up. The spirit without the word, you will blow up." You need is Reverend Tox that said that. He said, "You need balance of both. You need the word and the spirit." Listen, the word will drive you to the spirit. The spirit will drive you back to the word. And the reason why this is important is because you see, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people think that the spirit realm is just angels walking around with briefcases. If you don't have the word, you will collide with something that is foreign to God and think it is God. Are you guys with me at all? If you don't have the word, you will collide with something that is foreign to God and you will think it is God. And that's where the word comes in. The word is there to draw a line and say, this one, you will not cross it. Because a lot of people have gone on spiritual adventures and come back with bodies that are from the negative supernatural. Because they didn't have the word. The Bible says the devil can masquerade as an angel of light. Give me the other mic. I couldn't really hear myself with that mic. Amen. Amen. The devil can masquerade as an angel of light. So, if we don't have a system where we can clearly say, okay, this is what the word of God has to say. It has nothing to do with your experiences. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has everything to do with the integrity of God's word. Guys, are you with me? Guys, respond. Are you with me? It has everything to do with the integrity of God's word. I understand that you saw this encounter. I understand that you did this. But don't you understand the word of God is for your safety. That's number one. I remember telling the Lord one day. I said I was praying. I said God I want to last. And then he was like this is the word. Is the word. Can, have you not realized that movements that are raised on any other thing except the word. They rise up and they fizzle out. Because the truth is, the word is the system that can sustain anything that is raised. 
is the word is the word is the word more than anything the, what the apostles did was teach what Jesus did was teach so we cannot raise a ministry that does every other thing but teach we live in a society that is flooded with falsehood how many hours are in a week 164 right 168 168 hours in a week do you know how much of that time you watch netflix how much of that time you are on your phone a lot of us that say i don't have time check your screen time you will know where all your time is going to i don't have time you, you um, um social media um netflix um reels i was talking i was ranting on my life i said do you know how scary it is do you know how scary it is that you are watching a reel which back then it was 30 seconds right you are watching it you are watching 30 seconds videos for two hours you have consumed 120 videos and not all of them have jesus pass me not oh gentle savior are you with me they definitely don't have jesus I was talking about somebody she went from virgin to hoeing face straight why because she began to encounter some strange <laughs> sound a lot like bishop some strange materials that were telling her you know explore your body your sexuality is who you are pleasure that does not have barriers will destroy you it will destroy you so because we are charismatic we enjoy the spirit and then we don't have any structure for the word i, I think I, I read a statistic one time i heard a statistic one time that said many of the people who got saved in quotes during the healing revivals they didn't remain in the faith huh? they did not why because many of them came for the healings and many of them were not taught adequately they were not taught adequately the people who even remained were people who were saved during the reformations because the reformations had to do with doctrinal moves they had to do with arguments for what the church believes do you know how disturbing it is that we have arguments in church when it comes to the word of God and somebody now says but it works for me it works for me is not a doctrinal stance what does the word say if it works, why does it work? That brings me to another thing. Listen, Ken Higgins said something important. He said there's a move of the spirit of which if it is not taught, it will be lost to a generation. If the things of the spirit are not taught, if you become for supernatural class consistently, one thing you must, you must have learned is that the things of the spirit can be explained. They should be explained. If they are not explained, they will be like rocket science and they will be lost. Praise Jesus. If they are not explained, they will be strange and then they will be lost. And you cannot blame people that those things are lost. That's where the word comes in. It is the word of God that shapes you as a believer. Is the word. Is the word. See, Paul basically tells, um, Jude tells us, he said, contend for this faith. Contend 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 many times when he used faith in, um, in many nuances but one time when it was talking about the christian faith it was majorly talking about our systems of beliefs 
there is what we believe. Guys, are you with me at all? There is what we believe. There is who you are. Whatever has no system has no future. Whatever has no system has no future. And that is why when it comes to teachings, when it comes to the word of God, like I said, many moves have risen, but because they didn't have the word and they didn't have structure, they fizzled out. Because the word must be at the base. Prophecy are sponsored by the spirit. You know what Paul said? He said, let him stand by and let another judge. Amen to God. Okay, you know what? I'm trying to see so we can make space for more people that will come. I think there's a lot of space here. Can you guys move your chairs? No, 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 not you guys in front. From the second row back, move your chairs forward so that we can add one more row at the back. Quick. Quick. No, don't make it too tight. Or let there be space for your leg, please. Guys, are you being blessed at all? Are you offended? Can be. Alright. I think we can add like two more rows at the back. Yes? Yes? Talk to me now. Okay. An impartation is a transference or communication of spiritual possibilities, either fresh or in a heightened measure, usually by the laying on of hands. Quick example. Um, Second Kings chapter 2. Let's just run there. Second Kings chapter 2. You guys are going to read for me, so get ready. You guys with the mic. Second, but I'll read this one myself. Second Kings chapter 2. Let's read down. And it came to pass that when Elijah was taken unto heaven, basically the story here is, I'm going to rush because of time. The story here is Elijah was taken up. And then Elijah was taken up in a whirlwind of fire. And then as Elijah was taken, right, the power of God came upon Elisha. And they said that the spirit of Elijah doth what? Talk to me now. Doth what? Uh, guys, see, the spirit of Elijah doth what? Are you guys tired? You guys sound tired. Anyways, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And the reason they said that was because there was a possibility that Elijah had that Elisha duplicated. Elijah used his cloth to divide the sea. Then we now see Elisha doing the same thing when he was coming back. Hence, they now definitely said that, ah, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. Paul basically said something important in Romans chapter 1 verse 11. Paul said something in Romans 1 11. He said, I long to see you. That I might what? Impart unto you some. Guys, you are not responding. That I might what? Some spiritual gifts. There's a reason that is important. You know, I have thought and I have said before that um, the spiritual gift that was going to be imparted was teaching. But I don't think so. Why? Because if it was just teaching, say again, no more cheers. Power. That's a good problem. Anyways, the 
spiritual thing that Paul was going to communicate wait going to the other hall and carry chairs now they have another are they using all the chairs okay anyways so I, I have thought that that was definitely teaching but it could not just have been teaching why because if it was just teaching Paul would have just written a letter to them but there was something that they could only get when he was there there was something that they could only get in proximity that's why you hear Paul say things like I long to see you I long to see you listen and this is the thing I used to tell people I remember I was teaching some disciples a while back we did a 10 hour Bible study I think Shaitan was there Kofo was there can't remember who else we're doing a long Bible study and I was teaching on some of these things see there are things that you cannot get except there are things that cannot be gotten online oh. the early church had some form of media they had letters but they still gathered they did not just pass letter house to house they gathered there are possibilities that are only available when believers are together. When Paul was saying, he said, when you gather, you gather for the better. When he was talking about spiritual gifts, he said, for to one. He was talking about the gathering of the saints. The Navy SEALs are not trained online. Praise Jesus. Amen. Let's go on. So, there's a reason they said that. And now, you know, a lot of people don't understand what this means. When Elijah said he wants a double portion of the anointing on Elijah, is a cultural term, right? First of all, you need to understand that it does not logically make sense that Elijah will give Elisha twice of what he has. I cannot give you two, two pens when I have just one. Are you guys with me at all? Are you guys with me at all? I cannot give you two pens when I have just one. It's a cultural term. Let me explain what that term meant. So, if he is my firstborn, and she, are you a she? What do you identify? What's your pronoun? And she is a, my second son. <laughs> she's James Brown. Anyways, she's my, she's my second son. Daughter, no vex right it, traditionally you gave your first son a double portion what still does that mean if I have a plot of land I divide it by three and I give him two third and I give her one third ideally you give inheritance to only sons that's because of tradition but let me explain or let me explain it this way if I had three plots of land I give my first son double portion what that means is I give him two plots and I give him one plot that's what a double portion is do you understand so a double portion was not that he would give him twice the spirit that was on him you he cannot he could not have given twice of what he had only one of where is he stealing it from guys do we get that please victor hold on i'll tell you when to start playing now, a lot of people try to explain impartations with, you know, they try to talk about impartations and then they try to also explain, well, it's not necessarily impartations, it's activations. I think it's semantics. They say things like, um, in Christ, we have all things. But somebody laid hands on you and another possibility began, became active in your life. 
So whether it was activated or not, Yusha did not have it before. They gave you. So this one cannot be done online. No. Guys, are you with me, please? This, I hope you know that those that are streaming and those that are here, we are experiencing two different things. We are just lazy. Lazy. We are finding every means to explain to, to our detriment. To our detriment. So this one is gotten in proximity. In proximity. And that brings me to what I want to explain now. The laying on of hands. You see, I think a lot of people don't understand this because... Um, they just see that it works, but there needs to be a systematic doctrine for why we practice what we practice. There needs to be systematic doctrine for why we practice what we practice. There are different contexts, but if there's one thing we see, there is a constant communication. There's one thing that is constant, is communication of spiritual possibilities. In any context, we see the laying on of hands. Number one, this is the first place we see the laying on of hands practiced. Of course, there are places when they say laying hands and then they mean he laid hands on him. He basically meant to cause hurt to come upon somebody. But in these places when they just say laying hands in Jesus and the apostles and a couple of other terms, they had different contexts in which it was used. Number one, the sins of Israel was seemingly imparted on a ram. And that's why I said in every context you see, you will see one thing is constant. It seemed like there was a communication. The sins of Israel were seemingly imparted on a ram. Somebody, hold, get your mics ready. James, Leviticus 1.4. Taiwo, Leviticus 3.2. Esther, Leviticus 16.21. Leviticus 1.4. Leviticus 3.2. Leviticus 16. At least you can tell them that you've read Leviticus this year. So open. Let's go. Leviticus 1.4. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. He shall put his head upon the burnt offering, and he shall what? And it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Next verse. Okay, Leviticus 3.2. 3, okay, Leviticus 3.2. Lay your hand on the animal's head mm -hmm. and slaughter it at the entrance of the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. then, Aaron's, then Aaron's sons, the priest... Is that 3.2? Just 3.2. Okay, let's start. Leviticus 16, 21. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel mm -hmm. and all their transgressions in their sins, in all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. All right, that's called a scapegoat. He laid hands on the ram. And you know this was symbolic of, the ram was basically symbolic of what Jesus was coming to do. Guys, are you with me? It was symbolic of what Jesus was coming to do. So when they laid hands on the ram, and then he spoke all the sins of Israel. Listen, the Old Testament is, full with, is filled with a lot of typologies. The high priest was a type of Jesus. The lamb was a type of Jesus. The scapegoat, because there were two lambs. There's one that was killed. There's one that was let into the wilderness. The scapegoat was a type of Jesus. The mercy seed was basically a typology of where Jesus was going to go and offer the sacrifice. Guys, are you with me, please? So, there are many things. Aya, Tulia, I feel it. <laughs> there are many things. And now I can hear myself. There are many things that were expressed in the Old Testament. And all those things actually speak to one person, Jesus. 
So the scapegoat, when they laid hands, and as they laid hands on the scapegoat, he spoke the sins of Israel. Typificationally, it seemed like he was putting the sin of Israel upon that scapegoat. Guys, are you with me? He was putting the sins of Israel upon the scapegoat and then letting it go. Basically, the ram was taking the sins of Israel on itself. Why is that important for our context? They laid hands on it and they did it. It seemed like it was an in quote, impartation. Guys, are you with me? Please stay with me and respond. Amen. Amen. Shout Jesus. Jesus. Are you sleeping? All right. If your neighbor is sleeping, give an elbow in the ribs. I'm joking, oh. Joking, please. Just give them the soft shiko. He said, thou shalt not sleep in his presence. Number two context in which we see um, laying on of hands used was laying on of hands was used to bless children. It was used to bless, right? Genesis 48, 14. We see that um, uh, he laid hands on Ephraim and Manasseh. I know some of you say it's Manasseh. You don't know pronunciation. He laid hands on Ephraim and Manasseh and then he, he swapped his hands and then Joseph was upset because he was supposed to put the right hand on the elderly one and then the left hand on the younger one but then he swapped it. But then he laid hands and then he spoke God's counsel and blessings over his children. He spoke well over them basically. Mark chapter 10 verse 16, Mark chapter 18 verse 15, we basically see Jesus. Jesus also, they brought children to him that he might lay hands on them and what? Bless them. But let's read this one. Genesis 27, 27. Um, James, please read out loud. Genesis 27, 27. Esther, read verse 37. James, let's go. Genesis 27. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, see the smell of my son mm-hmm. is as the smell of a, a field, field which the Lord, the Lord has blessed. blessed. Yeah. Read that again. 27, 27. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, see the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. I think, I think there's a verse I'm missing. That's, that's correct, but... Um, Okay, verse 28. Let me read this. It says, Therefore God give, give thee of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of earth and plenty of what? Plenty of what? So he laid hands on him. Listen, this is so important that the children fought for that inheritance. They did not fight for cars, houses, you know, all the um, beautiful things that he had alone. What they fought for was laying on of hands. It shows you how important it is. Guys, are you with me? It shows, him how, it shows you how what? Important it is. L- read verse 37. Now, the context to this story was it was supposed to be Esau that hands were supposed to be laid on, but Jacob played a fast one on him. And then he thought that it was Esau because he wore a goat skin. He was a very hairy guy. And then he brought something to his father and his father was like, mad, this is, I mean, my God. 37. And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren, brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? See, so Esau and Israel, that's um, Jacob, thought that this was Esau. He thought that it was Jacob that was coming. He said, but I've already prayed for you. He thought it was Esau, rather. He said, but I've already prayed for you, not knowing that he had actually already prayed for Jacob. 
He said, I've already sustained you with corn and wine. Listen, guys, I know we live in a woke world that talks down on the things of God, but don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. The power of God is real. Have you seen boys, I say this all the time because we can relate to it. Have you seen boys that are very stupid in school, but they never seem to catch them? Talk to me now. Have you seen guys that things are just working for them? And you just know in your Noah, you say your mother is praying for you. He laid hands on him and he did what? Sustained him with what? Corn and wine. What is the plate number, sir? Anybody? JJJ522. Going, going, gone. All right. Okay, that's you. He laid hands on him and did what? Sustained him. You know, I wanted to say receive car, but the way fuel scarcity is going on. I don't even know if car is a blessing in this country anymore. But anyways, he laid hands on him and then he sustained him with corn and wine. Have hands been laid on you and proclamations been made? And that proclamation alone opened the next year for you. Who can bear witness for me? Lift your hands. These are real things. Because the things of the spirit are tangible. They can be gotten and they can be given. You know, I said something online. And then I said, you know, a lot of people... A lot of people are quick to say things like, oh, and when they talk about laying on of hands and healing the sick, they say, I beg, Joe, forget all this healing of the sick thing. Da, 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 da. And somebody else will be following them to talk. I'm a pastor. I hear and see things. So people that you think that they don't send God. For example, there's one very stupid boy. The boy does not really send God. I've been telling him, I say, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. How do they say it? He said, receive Jesus. He was doing, you know, he had been saying, ah, Pastor, when will you come to Lekki? I said, if you had a business deal in Ikeja, will you not come? He said, you have a point here. He still did not come. He still did not come. And then I was talking to him. 2 a.m. The guy just called me. Why they call me? He said, Pastor, I'm in the hospital. Eh? He said, I'm in the hospital. There's a presence in my room. Please, please. I said, eh. Now you know God called me. Shabi, I'll be telling you, receive Jesus. You say, I shall pray for you. He woke up, he said, I was very sure I was going to die yesterday. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Nonsense. My point is this. People are quick to follow those people and say, yes, you have a point. Those people are people they call when they are in trouble. I have a friend. His, his nephew was basically dying. His nephew was dying. Have you not seen rich people that don't, they don't care about God, but they are prophets everywhere? <laughs> because everybody knows that there is Jesus somewhere. You know that there has to be something beyond this. The Bible lets us know in Ecclesiastes, he said, he has put eternity in our hearts. It means, it means that there is something in our hearts that is yearning for something that is more than this. See, if there is a God, then he answers four cardinal questions. He answers the question of um, morality, how to exist while we're here. He answers the question of origin, where do we come from? He answers the question of purpose, why do we exist? And then he answers the question of destiny, where are we going after here? If there is no God, life is meaningless. Don't you understand this? You live, you walk, you have children, you grow old and die. Meaningless. Anyways, you find many of those people and then they, they are talking about God. They say, ah, Father, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I have seen the power of God save lives. Oh. 
When people are talking down on the things of the spirit, don't join them. I put it up and somebody said, he said, I know your heart is in the right place, but you are a Christian. You are supposed to encourage them so that instead of being harsh, them. the Bible recorded that Jesus could do no many mighty works. In fact, I'm nice. Jesus called people foxes. I didn't even call you fox. I just said it as it is. Tough skin. If you are going to exist in this world of cancel culture, tough skin. He said, I'm never coming for your meetings. Go, one free chair. <laughs> Go. Wait, man of God, to say, you didn't call me, you don't pay me, you can't sack me. We move. I will see another one tomorrow. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I, I just wanted to say this quick. I've seen the power of God save lives. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There's a friend of mine that she was telling me in school she was crying. She had myopic astigmatism. Her eyes were hurting. Her eyes were hurting. And then we went for one meeting. She was using glasses. I said, everybody lift your glasses. How many of you were in that fire conference? I wore blue suspenders. You were not there yet. I wore blue suspenders. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Rest. I said, lift your glasses. I saw my picture. I was very lanky. I looked like I was suffering. <laughs> Somebody asked me, when will you do Kumama challenge? I said, I may never. <laughs> Because where God has brought me from, I can't remember Egypt. <laughs> right? I, I said, lift your glasses. And then I prayed. And then we're walking and she walked beside me. She, said, she just said it casually, I'm healed. I said, hmm? She said, I'm healed now. I said, I need my She said, I'm healed. We're just walking out. I said, in my mind, I was like, maybe you will hold it for like two more days, the glasses. You know when you're trying to advise the person to be wise? Say, maybe... She said, no, as we were going, she threw it in the dustbin in front of CST. As she, as she just dropped, I said, ha. Be sure you are really healed. <laughs> right? That lady, till now, no myopic astigmatism. <laughs> See, when people talk down on the power of God, don't join them all. Can I talk a little bit about this? Listen, I know a lot of people, are, there's a lot of materialism and junk when it comes to the money and all those things. But God prospers men. He does. Let me tell you a testimony. A man, man of God laid hands on somebody and he said, the Lord is going to reveal plans to you in dreams, blah, 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 blah. The guy slept. He saw a product in his dream. He woke up, designed it, learned how to make it, and now he's in millions. That's when the Lord turned around the captivity. <laughs> When you are telling that guy, God is not involved in your finances, he's just looking at you and smiling. <laughs> it's like, no problems. See, hold the things of the spirit to be true. By the laying on of hands, somebody was sustained with corn and wine. It means that in scarcity, somehow, even maybe he will not have been able to explain it, but somehow he will survive. Your birth is supernatural. Your living can be too. It does not mean that there will not be natural things. There will be natural things. But like I've always said, when you read the Bible, it looks like the natural... If you remove God from the Bible, some major parts of the Bible are still accurate historical accounts. So it looks like the natural just aligned. But then when we see that the Lord turned the heart of the king, the Lord said, the Lord did this. It was the Lord. So somebody say, before you thank any other person for getting you a job, thank the uncle who you, before you thank God, thank your uncle who used this connection. Are you the only relative that is not working that your uncle knows? 
Nonsense. The laying on of hands was used to bless. The laying on of hands was used to communicate healing to the sick. There's a reason I said communicate. Because when you read Luke chapter 8 verse 46. The Bible says the woman touched Jesus and virtue flowed. She he felt that virtue flowed out of him. Guys are you with me? He felt that virtue flowed out of him. And then when Jesus felt it, he said, who touched me? And then he looked back and then the woman was afraid and all those things. It, it is the same virtue that Jesus felt flow out of him that Peter knew he could give. When he looked at the man, he said, silver or gold have I not bought such as I have. Such as I have, give I thee. See, the child of God may be broke, but the child of God is not helpless. He has the power of God. He said, such as I have, give I thee. And then the power of God was communicated to the man. And he pulled the man. And the Bible says his ankle bones did what? Received strength. Mark, Mark chapter 5 verse 23. Acts chapter 28, 28. Read Mark chapter 5 verse 23. Acts chapter 28, 28 basically says when Paul was on the island of Malta, he laid hands on a man and then the man was healed. So the laying on of hands was used to communicate the power of God that is in your spirit to, to a sickness. Guys, are you with me, please? Be conscious that your hands are not empty. Your life has the power of God. You and you have become one spirit with him. So your hands are not empty. When you stretch his hands, your hands are an extension of the hands of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Your hands are an extension of the what? Hands of Jesus. Read for me. And we sought him, and we sought him. greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Let me also say this. Listen, Jesus went and then he said, Come, that you may lay hands on her, that she may, he she may be healed. Do you know that, do you know that, if Jesus, when he comes to um, Jairus' daughter, that he said, speak the word only. If Jesus had followed him, the daughter would still have been healed. But he understood that all Jesus could do was speak. Because he was a man under authority. What does that mean? God always meets us at the point of our faith. It could be better, but God always meets us at the point of our faith. And that's why you need to grow up. You need to come up hither. So this guy, he said, come and lay hands. And listen, you know, the Bible lets us understand that Jesus could do no many mighty works, except he did what? Laid hands on a few sick folk. Do you know what that means? Have you realized the is when the power of God is strong and all? Because there are people who, like I said, God meets everybody at their need. There are people who, they don't feel the power of God can touch them until somebody lays hands on them. Hence, God meets them at that point of their faith. Do you understand what I just said, please? And I want you to understand who God is. Listen, God is not somebody who is standing in heaven and saying, see your life. Others are growing their faith. You are just there. No. He meets you at the point of your faith while encouraging you to grow. He's not disappointed that your faith is not growing. You are not the first. You won't be the last. You are still his child. Guys, are you with me? God is not just your boss. In ministry, he is, but he's also your father. In ministry, we are slaves and servants, doulos, willful slaves. Somebody can say, I'm not a slave in Jesus' name. You are. In Saul, Paul said, I'm a bond servant. And that term was used for a slave who was let go by his master, but refuses to go. 
So he willfully is serving. So we are bond servants to him. And that slave was a man. And guess what? That man was giving earrings. I said that to Mommy Gio. Now she said the blood of Jesus. Amen. Bond servants. Mark chapter 8, 22 to 25, Jesus laid hands on a blind man and then he said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees and he laid hands on him again. Many times to, most times it's about reception anyways, but the, the hands have to be laid again for the work of the spirit to be perfected in the person's life. Do you understand what I just said? Do you understand what I just said? Let's read, let's move on. Like I said in Mark 6, Mark 6, 5, when Jesus could lay hands on, could lay hands on, no men, on not many people, he, or better still, they had dishonor. So he could not work many miracles except he laid hands on a few sick folk. That really seemed like, like Kenneth Hagin says, that really seemed like laying on of hands was a last resort. Two more. Second one, um, second to last one. Number whatever, I don't know what number we are now. Hands were laid to, to stir the gifts of the Spirit in people. Some of you are looking very tired. Wait, you thought you would come to supernatural class and I will not teach. The name is class. Please sit up. Sit up, sit up, sit up. Sit up now. I believe we should stand up and do jumping jacks. Acts chapter 8 verse 17. Acts chapter 9 verse 6. Acts chapter 1 verse 7. You know, um, hands were laid for the gifts of the spirit. Now, for the spirit to be given. Now, that term does not mean that they just receive the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost when you are born again. Guys, are you with me, please? You have the Holy Ghost when you are what? Born again. When you are born again, you have the Holy Ghost. But, hands were laid and then they were filled. Filled is a descriptive term. It means something has to be seen for us to know that you have been filled. So when it says that hands were laid and they were filled with the Spirit, it means that they spoke in tongues. That's how they knew that the influence of the Spirit was overwhelming in their lives. Do you understand this, please? Thank you, Jesus. A lot of people have misconstrued this verse, 1 Timothy 4.14. And then they say things like, um, it says, lay hands suddenly on no man so that you will not be a partaker of his sins. And then they say things like, being a partaker of his sins means that if the man is struggling with lying, if he lays hands on you, you too, you will lie. That's not what that verse means. When it says, lay hands suddenly on no man, he was telling Timothy who was the bishop of Ephesus. And... In the context, of course, he was, if you read back, he was talking of ordaining elders. So when he says, lay hands suddenly on low man, he was basically saying, don't ordain anybody speedily. Let the person be tested before the person is ordained into ministry. Are you with me, guys? Let the person be tested before the person is what? Ordained into ministry. Because Moses had flaws. He was very angry a lot. He broke the laws of God. Am I correct? Guys, am I correct? He was very angry. He broke the laws of God. But the Bible says that he laid hands on Joshua and Joshua became wise because Moses laid hands on him. It did not say Joshua became a hothead and a very angry person. If you want to go by the laws and say that the only people that will lay hands on me are people who are perfect, how do you know they are perfect? How do you know? The communication is not the man's flaws. The communication is a supply of the spirit. Guys, are you with me? The communication, you guys are dulling me. You need to up your energy. The communication is what? A supply of the spirit. 
We're going to pray. I hope you guys are going to pray well. I'm sorry, I meant first first Timothy 5.22. That's what not first Timothy 4.14. First Timothy 5.22. First Timothy 4.14 was basically Paul saying that he said, Stir up the gift of God, which was given to you by the what? Laying on of my hand. The gift of God, of course, many commentaries say that that gift was actually his ordination as a bishop. Right? But even more specifically than the ordination, it was the grace that was given. Because I've said it many times, God is not Pharaoh. He will not tell you to build bricks and not give you straw. If the Lord has called you into an office, or one of God's um, men calls you into an office, God will supply grace for you to serve in that office. Are you guys with me? Because we see this in the next verse, in the next one. um, To confer grace for ministry. Touch for me. To confer grace for ministry. To confer grace for ministry. Acts chapter 6. Is it Acts 6? Six, six? I don't think it's Acts 6. Acts chapter 7. Is it Acts 6? Six, six, I think. When he said they lay hands on deacons. He said pick from among you men that are full of the spirit. And then they laid hands on these people. And then as they laid hands on them. You know the Bible lets us understand that it is the people that picked. But it was the apostles that laid hands. And then these guys were deacons. Deacons were basically ushers. They were the ones that were serving tables. But because there is no service in the house of God that is ordinary. Guys, are you with me? There is no service in the house of God that is ordinary. Grace must be supplied for that work. And that's why as hands were laid on them, in the next chapter we see somebody called Philip that was a deacon. He had turned to an evangelist. Hands were laid. Grace is communicable. Are you with me, guys? Grace is communicable. First Timothy, um, Numbers 27, 18, 21. Um, um, James, open Deuteronomy 34, 9. Let me read this. Numbers 27, 18. Look at this. He said, the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him. Look at verse 20. It says, and thou shalt put some of thine honor. What that basically means is, you are going to confer your office upon him. Are you with me? You are going to confer your office. I think ESV says you will confer your magisterial authority upon him. It says, um, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. So, it's interesting that KJV says you put some of thy honor. Your office, the graces that followed Moses' um, office was the same, was one of the same graces that followed Joshua. i tell you why. If you read Joshua chapter 3, you get to find out that the way Moses parted the Red Sea is the same way another sea was parted because of Joshua too. He said the ark, the priest should hold the ark of the covenant. And then as the priest stepped into the water, the water parted. You guys have not read it. Joshua chapter 3. I'm not reading it. Deuteronomy 34, let's go. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Do you see that, guys? Guys, don't let your mind wander be here. Do you see that? He said he laid hands on him, and then there was wisdom. See, 
They traced it back. Joshua was wise because Moses laid hands on him. Joshua was what? Wise because, see, your prayer life can change because somebody laid hands on you. Your flow in the gifts of the spirit can be different because somebody laid hands on you. Favor can be the testimony of your life because somebody laid hands on you. Spiritual things are communicable. They are possibilities. So when you see them at work in one person, it means it can be at work in your life. Are you with me, guys? Shout amen. If you are here, shout amen. He said, Joshua became wise. He said, confess some of your authority on him. So, the way the Lord had basically been with Moses is the way the same Lord was with Joshua. And that's what we see in Joshua chapter 3. The Bible also says, he said that, I will show the people of Israel that I am with you so that they will fear you as they feared Moses. And that is exactly what the Bible does in the New Testament with signs and wonders. The Bible says that when miracles went out, he said and great fear came upon the people. And then many were added to the church. God uses his wonders through men to prove that he's behind them. Guys, are you with me? God uses his wonders through men to prove that he's behind them. There is such a thing called grace. For every ministry office, is not, and that's why I told that guy, the guy that said, the fact that you have a tag, pastor, I said it's not a tag, it's an ordination. Because when hands are laid, there is something that is upon a man. Ministry gifts are not just, ministry gifts are not motivational leaders. They are not even political leaders. Do you know the Bible says that you should honor elected authority, but those who teach you in word and doctrine, can them worthy of what? Double honor. It means that your pastor should be worth more to you than Buhari. No, of course, it's a no-brainer. So you honor him, but you count ministry gifts of what? Double honor. There is a grace upon men. Oh. Paul, basically speaking in Ephesians chapter 3, he said the grace, the grace of God that was given to me to you, Lord. It basically means, you see, a lot of people just say, don't we all have the same grace? We don't. We don't. We have a common grace in salvation. But in ministry, there are unique graces that are on men for the benefit of the body. And if you don't honor those men, you cannot benefit of that gift. It is criminal to want to receive of a man and not receive the man. Paul said the gift of the grace of God that is given to me to, to you what basically to steward the mysteries of Christ that was in the Old Testament, Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 3 to 5. You see him speaking about things like that. There was a grace that was upon Paul that probably was not upon the rest of other people, but that grace was on him for the sake of others. No go laughs. That's why when a ministry gift says, I prophesy, he's not just talking in his frail capacity, he's talking from a grace. The Bible tells us that when the children of Israel went, he said he sent an angel before them. Ah, I can share this testimony now. I have clearance to share it. When I had super um, stay, lucky that was in 2020. Am I right, Chaito? Where is she? Am I right? Stay, lucky. 2020. I was praying. I was praying. I was ministering. And then I finished ministering and I went to the back. I went to the front. 
No, you were not there. Not supernatural class. Stay. I went, I went to the this thing. How many of you were stay, Lucky? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Not supernatural class. Stay. It was a prayer meeting. We prayed all through. Mimi, you were there. Wow, Mimi is the only person in this room that was here, that was there. Fantabulous. Okay. We were there, and then I stood. I stood, and then I saw the angel of this call. I know I say that, but I saw. Because when the, when the Lord sends men, there's angelic activity to back the assignments. You better believe it. There's angelic activity to back the assignments. And that's when one person can stay and many things are breaking out in the atmosphere. Because are they not ministering spirits? Send forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. In the daytime, he sent them before them a pillar of cloud. And in the night, a pillar of fire. Moses, Moses cried to the Lord. I don't know why I'm explaining this. But Moses cried to the Lord. And he said, Lord, he said, what do I do? And the Lord replied to him. He said, what? Exodus 14. He said, why are you crying to me? Stretch your hand and divide this thing. Because everything, listen. I heard Pastor Aaron say this um, in Circle Church Camp Meeting. He said, everything you need for spiritual growth, God has put in your pastor. It's true. It's true. Gifts of God are in man. Everything that Israel needed to get to Egypt, God placed upon Moses. Guys, are you with me? Everything Israel needed, God placed upon Moses. God placed upon Moses. And that's why he could tell Moses, stretch your rod. Don't talk to me. Stretch your rod. So, there's a difference between when a man joins you in faith and praise and when he's praying in his capacity as a ministry gift. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's, there is faith and then there's ministry from the place called grace. There's an enablement of the spirit. Second Timothy one six. Second Timothy one six. Quick, 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 quick. Second Timothy one six. Abania Warukadaya. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which mm -hmm. is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Do you see that? Paul did not just call Timothy's ordination and Paul did not just call Timothy's ordination and an office or he didn't make it sound elected. He called it a gift. He called it a gift. And many times when Paul used gift, he meant a product of grace. Guys, are you with me at all? He meant a product. You need to respond. Are you with me at all? He meant a product of grace. So when hands were laid on Timothy, an ordination was given to him that was called a gift. He said, put it in remembrance and stir it up. I think a translation says, kindle that flame. And why did we call this meeting maximizing impartations? Because you need to better believe that if ordinations can be, if um, gifts can be stirred up, right? 
and then Paul now tells you not to quench off this quench the spirit you and he says also that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the spirit you better believe that impartations can be wasted hence the teaching maximizing impartations many of us our hands have been laid on you many times you've fallen under the power it has been strong on you and then you are probably wondering when is and then maybe a part of your mind is trying to tell you maybe all these things are a waste of time that's why this teaching is for you you need to learn how to maximize what you have received Acts chapter 13 from verse 1 to 4 the Bible lets us understand that certain prophets and teachers gathered and they were praying and then the Holy Ghost said separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work wherewith I have called them it means that you know Paul was not called an apostle before here talk to me Paul was not called an apostle before here right it means that um, Paul was basically either called a prophet or a teacher guys are you here Paul was either known as a prophet or a teacher but after here the Bible says as the Holy Ghost said they prayed for them and they laid hands on them as they laid hands on them they left and from here they were called apostles in Acts chapter 14 Paul and Barnabas were called what? apostles and then you now find Paul later speaking about the marks of an apostle the marks of his ministry it means that grace is evident the way Moses, the way um, hands were laid on Joshua and he became wise because Moses laid hands on him. See, you can trace things in your work with God because somebody laid hands on you. You can trace things in your work with God. You said, I entered this meeting and it was an atmosphere that had possibilities. Are you with me, guys? Because hands were laid at Dadua, Dani Maha, Porak, Takadie. He said, because hands were laid on him. Hands were laid on him. Hands were laid on them. And then as hands were laid on them, grace. Paul now began to speak about the things that followed his ministry because hands were laid. Guys, are you with me? God called Paul. Men laid hands on Paul. Guys, are you with me? Someone said something and it's true. He said, anything you are looking for from God is not in heaven, it's with men. Men called Paul. God called Paul. Men laid hands on Paul. Anana Maso. Wariakapande le kaba. Balabatori akaba talababa hasana. Manta cabro ketele kabakaya zakiate bronde kejua kapata lagias. And I need to explain this quickly because, like I said, if we don't explain it, it will be spooky and it might be lost. For example, why the falling? I've explained this many times, so I'm just going to use two verses and run through it. The Bible tells us in Second Chronicles 5:14, it says the glory of God was so strong in the temple. A lot of people now say that eh, they they fell willingly. No, the Bible says they could not stand. He did not say they bowed in worship. He said they could not stand. It means that the power of God can come on somebody so strong that their joints give way. Jesus in John chapter 18 verse 6, he came out and he said, I am he. And they went down under the power. And I, like I said in Abuja, what that verse actually tells us is this. 
they were overwhelmed by the power of God. They did not receive anything. It means that you can be overwhelmed by the power of God and not receive. So it's not about the falling. It's about the receiving. The woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus. Jesus felt power go out of him, but she did not fall. I mean, if Jesus looked back and saw her on the floor, you'd have said, I mean, I am the son of God. You are touching a live wire. No. Jesus looked at her, but, and that's the thing, you don't have to fall to receive, but this is also the balance. If you are thinking, I will not fall, I will not fall, you'll be so distracted in your head that what you are supposed to receive, you also will not receive. So if the power of God comes upon you and you are feeling faint, just see, embarrass yourself. <laughs> but if you think you must fall, come, let me pack you. <sighs> Straight. You land with your head. No ushers. Pastor said, I swear, I will wreck you. <laughs> As he cracked me up. So when a lot of people say, must they fall, you are, you are looking at the wrong things. You are looking at the wrong things. Somebody was healed. Even if the person fell, the question is, was the person healed? If the person, um, Ezekiel, please give me volume on the mic. My voice is failing already. If the person was healed, that's the most important thing. If the person received, whether the person fell or not, that's the most important thing. And that's why sometimes, you know, my friend told me something that I've said over and over and I will say again. He said an accurate minister monitors spiritual delivery over physical manifestation. And that's why sometimes I lay on the and they even fall and I say, prick the person again. Because it's not about the falling. Receive something. And that's why you need to be careful when people say things like, you have been falling, what has changed? Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. It's the power of God. He can move anyhow. The most important thing is receive. Finally, maximizing impartations. How to maximize impartations? Three ways I wrote down. Number one, devotion. Devotion. Some of us don't have a prayer life. And you're wondering why the things that they've given you fizzle away with time. It's just simple. It's like, it's the principle of environment. I first heard a man of God share this. He said, I heard a man of God before Pastor Aaron share this. He said, if, if you put fresh food here for two days, it will spoil. But if you put fresh food in the fridge, it will still remain fresh. Then when it's microwaved, it's still, it's still almost as good as new. It's the same thing that happens with spiritual things. You don't interact with God consistently. And you wonder why the things from him through men to you are not fresh. Don't wonder. Your prayerlessness is the miracle. When hand, spiritual things must be sustained by spiritual exercises. That's why I said anything that has no structure has no future. Spiritual things must be, must be um, sustained by spiritual exercises. That's why you must, I, like I said, it, I said, you pray consistently, you pray long, occasionally. How you doing? You pray consistently, you pray long, occasionally. You must pray. Child of God, pray. Tap not your neighbor a little, say pray, pray, pray. If your neighbor is is doing strong face or for me like they are busy typing. Tap them and say pray. Yeah. 
they probably don't have prayer life. They're trying to escape. Pray. Pray. Elohim, eternal one. Elohim. You don't address yourself. Wow. Devotion. I don't need to overflow that. I've spoken about devotion consistently. Go on the podcast. Go and listen to Why Pray. House of Devotion Part 1. House of Devotion Part 2. Intelligent altar that I preached on Thursday. How many of you tuned in for that teaching? Good. Only say, I promise I've lost the teaching. So, you push your hand. Holy shit. After the only say, I promise. It's only say, and promise. I've lost the teaching. See. House of Devotion, part one. House of Devotion, part two. Um, why pray? Why pray is currently the most listened message on our podcast. So every other thing, hot, hot messages is a joke. Power prayer and the prophetic joke. Because the thing is, people want to know why they are doing things. So they are just told, as you are born again now, read your Bible, pray every day. Why? just do it. No, I'm not Nike. Why should I do it? Are they preaching? Devotion. Prayer and Bible study. You must interact with God consistently. And that's how you grow. You know, I gave this example. Ah, the camera will not capture me. So, for example, let's imagine this tile is level 1, this is level 2, level 3, level 4, level 5, level 6. You started here. I, I, I joined this verse with, the uh, verse in Proverbs says, in all labor there is profit. So, when you speak in tongues for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, there is profit. I used to do something many years ago and I stopped it for a while. I need to go back to it. I used to call them prayer breaks. Where you take 10 minutes you take 10 minutes in the afternoon and you say, Wada, limoko baradiahas. Elamandele boko ziataya. 10 minutes. Even if at the office, go to the toilet. 10 minutes. Say thank you. Go and breathe. Because everybody is talking about their escapades over the weekend. You, you are going to the weekend from supernatural class. Just go. Hadania wala wasaila. Oh God, my righteousness. The one who saves me from the tokens of the wicked. the wicked one choking fist on the word and prayer so you are standing here you speak in tongues 10 minutes you are not you are not where you started you have shifted i have moved you have shifted speak in tongues another 10 minutes you have shifted so the bible says he that speaketh in an unknown tongue does what edifies himself as you are edifying you are getting better you are not where you were when you started just look at it this way with every prayer time you miss something is lost if you look at it, edification is lost. If you look at it that way, you will not miss your prayer times again. Elohim, eternal one. Anyways, if you look at it that way, you will not miss your prayer times. If you go to the word, you continually study. You continually study, you know that, ah, this is where life is. Praise Jesus. Give yourself to prayer and the word. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Give yourself to what? Prayer and what? Give yourself to what? Prayer. And 
child of God, give yourself to prayer, give yourself to the word. Don't dull. Give yourself to prayer. Give, if you have been praying, pray more. I'm not about to share something yet. Maybe another day. But give yourself to prayer. You will be better for it. You will be better for it. The greatest antidepressant known to man is tongues. You shark fire. You know the songwriter said, "No be one shot the high person." Are you with me now? The songwriter is Chinedu. He said, "No be there." The way he said it is, "No be one shot the high person." That's the way with that accent. You take it. I told them in Abuja that there's a verse in Proverbs I saw. He said, "Who is he that has redness of eyes, but he that tarrieth at the table?" So you have taken one cup, you calm down. You speak in tongues. You take another one, you calm down. You know, for, for those of you who have experience, you know that there's a way you will drink, drink. You will not feel it until you stand up. If you are with me, lift your hands. If you know what I'm saying, lift your hands. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you stand up and then you know that, ah, I've drunk my weight. <laughs> are you with me? And then you know that, ah, this one is strong. Help me appreciate that cure, everybody. Have you heard? That's the guy. So I appreciate that cure again. Alright. So, spiritual things must be sustained by spiritual exercises. Hands have been laid on you, but you are... You. See, the only time some of us pray long is special meetings. You are in trouble. The devil has sifted you as wheat. You are in trouble. Get your prayer life on track. Get your prayer life on track. Get your prayer. Don't you understand? There's another version of you that is waiting for you in God. There's another version of you that is waiting for you in God. Get your prayer life on track. Anamanakotalabaya. Are you with me, guys? Get your prayer life on track. There's another version of you that is what? Waiting for you in God. This version of you is probably dealing with anxieties, confusion, and dead, dead um, um, cravings of the flesh. Give it prayer. This, uh, this thing. Guys, by the dress. Oh, hey, God. Celebrate me. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to honor everybody. <laughs> Devotion. 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 If you have not been praying, better wake up. Don't start tomorrow. Start this night. Go home and do 30 minutes. Shut. You have been pressing phone, pressing phone, pressing phone. Wake up! Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You are saying, Lord, use me. I don't know why God is not using me to do plenty of things. You have not even discerned his plan because you don't pray. You don't pray. You're like, I'm confused. You deserve it. If you are not confused, there's, there's a problem. Because you don't pray. That's something I was asking the Lord for. I said, Lord, there's a big step the Lord is leading me to take. I said, Father, if you tell me not to take this today, you know I will stop. And I said, God, and I prayed and my conviction was very solidified. It was after then, confirmations now started coming. Very dramatic confirmations. And at that point, they were good, but uh, too late. Because whether you came or not, 
And there is a lesson there. See, it does not matter what confirmation comes. If conviction has not been built in your heart, it will not matter. Have you not told, have you not simply that said the Lord shared to me? He said he's giving me the ark of the nations. I don't know. They have, they have, even you, you are thinking, God, am I even saved? But then you check them later, they did not do it. It does not matter what God has said if you are not going to do it. A man who does not pray cannot hold on to the will of God for long. Shut down your phone. Throw away your phone. Buy touch lights. Throw away your phone. See, not all weekends is for chilling. Some weekends, you off your phone. Mato, para, brato, kobede. You will get better for it. Once my parents hear me, they don't come close. Some of your parents don't care. <laughs> but pray. If they send you to do something, go, do it, come back, continue. The Holy Ghost did not leave when you stop praying. Continue. Is your problem you don't have time or prayer is not a priority? Which is it? Go and listen to that message. Why pray? Why pray? Why pray? Why pray? On our podcast. Go and listen to it. Anyways, devotion. Pray and Bible study. Number two, association. Association. If you follow people, if you are around people who talk down on the things of the spirit, they will die in your life. I'll give you a couple of examples quickly because we need to run. Number one, Joshua and Moses, Joshua chapter 3. The same miracles that Joshua saw, Joshua saw it in the Red Sea because he had also been with Moses, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah parted the Red Sea with a mantle because he also saw Elisha part that Red Sea with a mantle. Right? Um, Peter and Jesus. Peter saw Jesus walk on water. So he said that, ah, if it's you, bid me come. Because he saw Jesus walk on water, he too could walk on. How many of you started praying better because you came across prayerful friends? Raise your hand. How many of you started giving everybody word because you had a friend who was always giving you word? Raise your hand. Some of you, you don't have friends. You just, you just say it's me and Jesus. That's why your life is like this. You don't pray nothing. Call me old school and it's my opinion. But I think it's a problem if you are a burning believer and your best friend is a non-believer. I may be conservative, but it's just me. What are you guys talking about? Because what makes best of friends is the, it means that at the heart of your values, it is so neat. Your conversations are so neat, as in K-N-I-T. That's what I mean. But if that, and that's why I don't even understand, he's not really born again, but he loves the Lord. That's another day, right? Or she, she loves God, but <laughs> She's not the church type. I've told you guys before. She's fine. She's fine. Fineness, not they solve some issues. Oh, sometimes you hold your significant order and you say, "Wada, padele kuta ya 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 ya." Hey, because there are issues that don't subscribe to hips. They subscribe to knees. Hey, can can I preach as I'm serious. Those of you who are dating believers that, that have sense. Listen, have you not? 
Is it, not, is it not a turn on when they say, I was praying, the Lord said I should tell you. You say, baby girl, Eddie, find me. How many of you can bear witness? Mimi, you can raise your hands. How many of you? How many of you can bear witness? My hands are up. How many of you can bear witness to what I'm saying? I, I, a lot of us are single. I break that seed. <laughs> Saul, Samuel prophesied, you will come into a company of prophets and you will prophesy. And then his soul came into, and these are men that they even have the Holy Ghost. How much more you now? Now you have the Holy Ghost. The same spirit by which they are doing what they are doing is in you. So the spirit in you can look at it and say, ah, this guy is from my tribe now. It's the same thing. The same source by which he's doing what he's doing is the same source that is, doing, that is at work in me. So I can do the same things. God is doing something in my life that I'll share later, but I was just thinking today, revival, we throw that word around loosely. Loosely. We celebrate small things. We thank God, but we celebrate too comfortable. We say, God is moving. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to lie to you. This supernatural class felt like a distraction for me. Like coming here to preach. It's telling a friend of mine, I said, I wish I had a clone. I said, go and preach. Let me stay at home. Let me pray and do other things. Because that's my secret place. I like it more than this mic. I'm heading a dangerous path. God needs to help. Everything now that's even legit feels like a distraction. <laughs> Moses, the Bible says, I will take the spirit that is upon you and put on 70 elders. And they began to prophesy. They began to prophesy. He carried, and that's why you see men that are under a ministry, they begin to flow like the set man. Even tongues begins to sound alike. If you see a son of bishop, you will know. You will know. I saw one man, he was talking. He said, I saw two young men. They gave, he's not a winner's pastor, but I don't even know what church. I think it's his church. But I, he said, I saw two young men. They had a seed funding of something billion dollars. He said, Wabako Taratano. I said, hmm, hmm. I know where you're from, sir. I know where you're from. Let me see. I hope you guys know it's not a mistake that the sons of bishop have the biggest churches in this country. Guys, talk to me now. I know you. I hope you know it's not a mistake. It's a DNA. It's a DNA. I hope you know it's not a mistake that in the last 10, 20 years, Pastor Chris is not the one that does crusades anymore. It's his pastors. And they are packing out stadiums. Same order of miracles. Same style of ministration. They say, you are holy. They say, pastor, there's a testimony there. He said, talk to me. It's not even Pastor Chris. It's the other one. He said, this woman was lame. Easy. Flow. Let me tell you, the people that Pastor Chris raised, I mean, Pastor Biodun Lawal, the generation under them, Pastor Chris raised them hard. I know the reason, some things a lot of us know about BLW is just palm hair. Not be so. I know there was a generation of BLW, our generation met that looked tainted, the ones we grew up with. But the, the generation 
There are stories that I will only tell behind closed doors. Because <laughs> I have a friend who is a son of the ministry. When we talk, God is a DNA. Is a DNA. Is a DNA. I don't want to share more stories. See, there is a DNA. There is a lineage I belong to. There are things that follow us. You know, when I put that, I put up that Instagram post, it was not fanzine, it's true. I belong to a lineage of grace. There are possibilities that are open because of my lineage. We teach God's word well, we flow in the spirit well. And then when it comes to ministry, there is something called speed. There's a lineage I belong to. It's a DNA. When you hear the instrumentalities of the pothouse of Zion that makes the conglomerates of the monarch of the king, you know the DNA. And that DNA too is strong. And when they pray, they say, Havena, Savo, Habolante, Kebabalanta. You know the DNA. You know that DNA. And maybe I can mention how many of you know. I don't. I, I don't know how much some of us are, so I can't mention some things. Because some of us would think mentioning is endorsement of everything, so we we'll know the difference. So, um, if I'm threshing floor, we'll talk tomorrow. Some of us say, "What is threshing floor? How can I join? You can't." <laughs> Moses, the spirit, the Lord said I would take up the spirit of Moses and throw upon 70 elders. So number one is what of maximizing the impartation. Number one. Number two. Let me even talk about devotion. If you are a prayerful person, prophecies that have been given to you, you will fulfill them without you knowing. Because you will just be in step with God. You will be and you will go, ah, ah, I don't forget this guy, but it has been fulfilled. There are many things the Lord told me in school that I'm fulfilling. I'm starting to fulfill now. Finally, consciousness. See, like I said, spiritual things can be given and they can be what? Received. When a spiritual thing is given to you, don't dollow. Know it. When you go to my bio, the first thing you will see is I carry something for my generation. It's not sounding cool. I know. I know. I know. I'm conscious of the activities and the things that the Lord has said about me. I know it. I know that I'm going to save my generation by the power of God and steward them by the word of God. I know it. I know it. I know it. It's not something that is guesswork. It's consciousness. I know. I know that the nations are taking because the Lord is sending me. I know. I know. It's not guesswork. I know. I know. I know that in the call is to herald, steward, and usher a move. Lead the people and raise an army. I know. I know. I know. I know. The Greek word is idol. It means to make aware. Some of us need to stir up the gifts of God in our lives by being conscious of what has been given to you. He's inside but he's sleeping. You need to know. 
If I remember that hands have been laid on me for something, I just say, ah, uh-huh, and I move. A man of God laid hands on me one time. He said, and the, and the Bible, and the Lord says that the spirit of faith has risen upon you, that many of the things that even those around you have not dared to do, you will do them and do big things with ease. Me and my teammates, we were doing an analysis by the end of last year, and we saw those words play out practically. Guys, are you with me at all? So once hands have been laid on you, don't just take it as, oh, they touched my head. No, you rejoice first. You rejoice first. You said they've given me something. Hey, you said the gift of God has been stirred on my life. You say I've received. You don't just go into prayer. And you come out. Ah, that was a prayer time. Mm, calm down. Sometimes in the prayer time you go, what did the Lord say? You said that will anointed my head with oil. And my cup runs over. Hey, Lord, you see, there's a word that is in my lineage that I know. Is you cannot be resisted. I cannot be hindered. It's because of the lineage. So I just speak it. I say, Kai, I cannot be resisted. I cannot be hindered. There are possibilities that work in my life. I'm seeing these things every day. It's open to me. It's, and when I say lineage, I don't just mean because of the person I follow. I mean also those who follow me. So, I see that and I know it. And I begin to speak those words. I begin to speak those words. I begin to speak what the Lord has said over me. I begin to speak what the Lord has given to me. I begin to speak what the Lord has said over my ministry. I begin to speak the impact the Lord has said. I said, Lord, you said this. I know it is true. And I go out with that consciousness. This week I was praying. I said, my life is marked by favor and speed. My life is marked by... And then I went out after praying. Prayed for a couple of hours. I went out to buy lunch. And I said, my life is marked. I knew it consciousness when you realize that hands have been laid on you for something don't just say oh they laid hands take it take it as if they left something and you took it bishop laid hands on us then he laid hands he said because see if two if two brothers could fight over impartations we will fight oh we will fight i remember when the old i was in 100 level the 500 level sets they were doing something called ttg how many of us remember that torment right we're doing something actually that thing made us better but anyways we're doing something called ttg i'm sure you went to camp you know <laughs> we're doing something called ccg so the the 500 level says we're doing it and then we're coming back from a birthday party and we heard bishop is inside he's coming out soon we said he's what <laughs> just turned back at hod ground where we we're passing to go back we're all speaking down jabba derua kapaide the guy the security man said come out here go back <laughs> did you pay my school fees <laughs> As Bishop just came out, we just went. The chaplain then just came. He said, Yes, what is it? What is it? The dean now told us, Hold on, hold on. And Bishop said, Oh, you want to greet me? We said, We just went down. We just knelt down. He said, Be blessed, be blessed. And if Bishop blessed, you will feel the hand. You will feel that. Bishop doesn't lay, the hand used to drop. <laughs> you will feel the hand. He laid hands on us and I said, ah, I've collected something. I remember doing reboot camp, pastor was ministering. And then I said, well, I think it was Apostolos. He came to, he said, you guys look ready. Touch. The power, I didn't fall. But I just, ah, and I rejoiced. I said, I've collected something. I knew it. Apostolos, I took something three times. Three times. I knew it. The third one, when it was not time to lay hands on me, he held my hand like this. He said, come. And we said, ah, I will not forget. I still have the video. 
There are things I even used to watch. He said, it's a new day for you, man of God. He said, the witness of the spirit has borne that you are a man with a call. And in front of this many witnesses, I see watch it. He said, in front of this many, everything you have honored in my life today is replicated in yours. That's exactly how he said it. In yours. He said, stand up, lift your hands. He said, in four counts, four, I will not forget. Three, two, thoughts. I will not forget. And he laid hands. He now went back. We lift your name up, glory. He now went up. He now stood. Now smile. Pastor Nelson, see as you resemble me. I won't forget. I was just thinking about it. The seven days after my birthday, that's, I think that's, that's going to be June 20th or 21st. 21st, I think, because my birthday is June 13th. Please start saving for your gift. <laughs> my birthday is on a Monday. I'll put my address. You get it? So, seven days after, we'll make it one year I was ordained. See, ordinations are not, uh, there's no political office. Grace is giving. Grace is giving, oh. Grace is giving. Consciousness. The things of the spirit, when they are given to you, hold it. Many th- and like can I tell you something? The things of the spirit are slippery. Both of you are music ministers. How many songs have you received you didn't record? It's gone forever. Three albums. <laughs> yeah, you will see here it. Are you guys with me? See, consciousness. As the things of the spirit are giving, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. There are times when hands may be laid on you, you may not feel it then later. You just see that, ah, there's something here. I got something. Oh, and that's why you must be spiritually intelligent. You must not just say that, I fell, I couldn't find my shoe. It's not just about that. Receive. And that's why when you're overwhelmed with the power of God, protocol, don't just be in a hurry to lift them up and... Let them download. After they download, they write it down. After they write it down, they say, ah, this is what the Lord said to me. Are you guys with me? This is what the Lord said to me. Don't be in a hurry. Just take them out of the way. Amen. 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 Three things on maximizing impartation. Number one. Number two. And number three. One more time. Number one. Number two. Number three. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray? Rise to your feet. I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Bihalwa Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men saved, trained, and sent. For more ministry content, visit us at c.me forward slash Nelson Bihalwa. And for contact details, follow on Instagram at Nelson Bihalwa. God bless you.